After Dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Alright, so welcome to another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today I received Nana Jokura, which is, she's from Toronto, and um, I love saying Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Hi Nana, thank you for doing this. You are so welcome, thanks for having me, it's great. Uh, you have to tell your story, because you've got... You've got a very interesting story. First of all, you're a doctor. Should I call you doctor? No. No. Just call okay. me Nana. Like, you're not, you're not one of those, like, say, no, 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 call me doctor, please. No. <laughs> Just this title. Yeah. It, me, yeah. It's really funny if you start thinking about it, how in the normal world, and don't take this the wrong way, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about, to you right now and I'm more talking about the 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 audience right now um when I say the normal it's just that we've been programmed in a certain way and if you go to school and if if you have a title like doctor it becomes so important like did is that the way you felt when you were doing a different type of work when you went to school and you 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 got uh, you got that title to be a doctor Got the training. Well, uh, I mean, at a certain point when I was still a student doing like the pre-medical studies and then the naturopathic medical college, you know, earning that title definitely symbolizes a level of recognition, you know, of the, the training and experience and knowledge base, but um, really doesn't mean much to me other people really love the title for sure do you feel that it can it can create a separation between um again the normal people and people which are create are living behind that title um i mean if there's any separation between people it's always created in the mind right whether it's a doctor title or um, a certain maybe it's a famous celebrity name or uh, anyone that you might hold in high esteem or or anything really that that separates people uh, could be gender or race or anything like that and I think we're just all people <laughs> that's Helping for other sure people. <laughs> or like you, yeah. you, you're damn right on that. Whether we're just all people, and actually we, we all, we all coming from the same source. We all one ultimately, and yeah. it's really interesting. And and I like, I like to talk to people which have been kind of dissociating themselves with that because I had a conversation on uh, like a few days ago with with a doctor, a psychologist, and he's really wrapped up into his title and the methodology he learned. And he had a very hard time to believe that what I'm teaching and in the coaching that I'm providing, which mm -hmm. you provide now as well, is uh, he, he was saying something like it is not recognized. Mm -hmm. It's like, according to whom? 
you know, according to whom the, the, at the end of the day, is it working or it's not working? And that's mm-hmm. the only thing that should matter. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, that that's just a, an example of a cultural idea or a cultural paradigm, right? And we all have our individual mental programming and paradigm that keeps us stuck in our ways and likely holds us back and our, our limitations. So uh, just culture, culturally, if there's been a consensus that doctor means something or it's it's associated with a certain methodology, then um, sometimes for some people, it's hard to break out of that. But if we just step out and if we just open up our minds, even just a little bit, we start to break down some of those barriers within ourselves, right? So it could be anything from what is it that you believe someone's capable of doing? What is it that you believe that you're capable of doing? What is it that you believe that um, someone with a title or without a title is capable of uh, doing in terms of helping to heal someone or helping to communicate ideas or to develop a deeper understanding of, of who they are and what they're meant to do. So uh, if it works for people, great. You know, if the title thing works, then wonderful. Uh, but you know, I don't. I don't think it's a prerequisite. I don't think it's necessary. Well, I can tell you right now, for that person, it's not working whatsoever. Number one, and yeah. number two, you just said a couple of things which uh, really uh, caught my attention. First of all, you talk about paradigm. Now, you have to understand that the people which are listening to this are probably people that never heard that term. So now you just you just mess them up. So you're going to have to explain this. And second, <laughs> um, I, I forgot what you, were, what you were saying, which was like, very good. But we'll come back to that. Okay. First of all, like explain, explain what, what is a paradigm. Because uh, yeah, for sure, that's, if someone is listening to you right now, it's just like, what is she talking about? Yeah, so there there are going to be some people who actually have some idea of it, maybe a vague idea of it. Um, And so for people who are totally new to the idea of a paradigm, it's basically a mental programming that lives in the deep part of our subconscious mind that controls automatic behaviors and patterns. And it likes to operate on the down low, under the radar. It would prefer to be invisible to you because then it can do its job is to just have you live automatically. And so because nothing is good or bad, the way I see the world anyway, uh, paradigms can be good. So habits can be good. So the classic example that I use is you want to have a good paradigm of driving your car safely, right? If you had to use every ounce of your conscious attention, driving your car, which you might have probably used when you're first learning but if it was like that every single time you stepped in it would be quite a stressful experience at least it was for me when I was first learning how to drive and so it's good that things like safely driving a car brushing our teeth getting dressed are automatic we don't want to reserve any extra processing power for that mind power for that but where it doesn't serve us where the paradigm doesn't serve us is whenever we want to grow beyond where we are and because mm-hmm. it just keeps, you know, it just wants to keep you doing the automatic things because then it's less, less to think about, really less to process. Are you sure you're a doctor? I mean, you, you, you speaking like a programmer right now. You're talking about mental program <laughs> yeah. and processing. 
and I'm just like, what, what the heck is happening there? It's and, like, and, yeah. <laughs> and this is, is, is our mind works like a computer? Is that what you're referring to yeah. when we're talking about paradigm? That's my other favorite example, right? We, we have our phones, which is a mini computer. We have our computers that need constant updating with its operating system. So same thing with, with humans. We have our, our own mental programming. And it's it's called our paradigm, and it pretty much runs the show. Oh, at least like ninety five percent. Some people would say even more is attributed to the paradigm. All of our results, almost all of our results, can be traced back to that paradigm. So it's so important to shift that to upgrade. You know, to to give yourself an upgrade, so that you're working with a with a better, more positive paradigm that's going to suit you and serve you and move you towards your desires so now if we go back to the example of the title itself is Mm -hmm. this is what you would refer as a paradigm where that they're learning a certain way of operating they're learning a certain way of behaving and the association of a title which give them in a certain way entitlement into how people should see them and how the, the, their reaction and their habit towards other people. Is that correct? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love it. You go right in and you dig right in. This is a, this is, um, a self-image identity thing that I really uh, was exploring for myself in, in this past year, actually. Um, so anyone who is entitled to use the doctor title before their name so they might be a medical doctor they might be a phd they might be a dentist you know so there are certain professions that have this privilege and it it varies from country to country state to state or province to province what that uh entitlement is about right but generally it it symbolizes that someone has had a certain type of education that they've went through the ringer and they've passed their board exams and have have become licensed in their certain profession so that's technically what it means but culturally our cultural ideas and our cultural paradigms around what a doctor title means is generally like um, people start thinking about professionals in health and they're they're usually regarded with high esteem usually and um, there's sort of some basic assumptions around that but you Mm -hmm. know you might you might have someone with the doctor title and they're definitely not like they didn't go to medical school but they earn their PhD in something totally not related to health, right? So mm-hmm. maybe in linguistics or something completely different like that. So um, I, I mean, I, I always think you want to just understand a person for the person, like what are they about and learn about that person and what kind of contribution have they made? And if they're in the capacity of helping people, how have they helped people? So, Yeah. Now you've been, uh, you just mentioned that you've been to a, uh, knowing you now, I know that you've been through an amazing transformation, amazing transition in the past year and how this is all started because you had a health practice Mm -hmm. where that you decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to shut this down and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something totally different. Mm-hmm. which is it is not totally different i think it's related mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're going to do something different and you're going to you're going to just close 
your practice. You're going to say, okay, clients, bye-bye. I'm leaving. I'm doing something different. Wow. I mean, you, you need some <laughs> balls to do something like that. Yeah. So this, this past year, in the beginning of 2018, I was basically running two full-time businesses. I had my naturopathic medical clinical practice, seeing patients who I adored and loved working with, um, helping them with their health, but from a natural perspective, getting to the root cause. And, and my practice, even before working with this material and the, the work with, with the mindset and paradigms, even before that, I always knew that the root cause had a mental, emotional a component, big, big component to that. And I, I generally, people who were attracted to my practice were seeking that kind of support. Yeah, they were open to the they idea were, first. They were open to it. It wasn't just about physical health. I mean, maybe a few people were expecting, you know, just in and out, here's my symptom, just give me some natural pills and I'll be on my way. But most of my amazing patients, they really appreciated that they felt heard and, uh, you know, I deeply listen when I work with anybody or when I encounter anyone really. So they appreciated that connection at that level. And that's, that can be therapeutic on its own. And then the more I learned about uh, mindset and working with the power of our mind and, and paradigms, the more interested I became. So I started to weave that in a little bit to my practice, but, um, not to the full extent that I really could. So I started actually taking on clients, consulting, coaching clients as a completely separate business and was working both of them in parallel. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely complementary, but the, the depth of how I could work with people with consulting and coaching would just I mean, blows out of the water what I was able to do with naturopathic medicine because the body is just an instrument of the mind. And so everything's... Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now whoa. you're going to the crazy talk. Here. Whoa. <laughs> the body is an instrument of the mind. You've got to explain this because now you've got to understand the people which are listening right now, they just try to, they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to to take this this idea that they have and and now you're just telling them that their body is an instrument of their mind okay so let's take a, a simple example of someone who okay so we're talking entrepreneurs here so every entrepreneur starts their business and it first started as an idea before mm -hmm. any any of financial transactions before any products or services were sold. It started as an idea in the mind. And then your body moves into action. It's given direction. Okay, well, now you have to go set up some business bank accounts. So you're physically, you know, meeting with your banker or setting that up online uh, or you're, um, you know, figuring out business licenses or you're, you know, sorting out how you're getting clients and customers. So your body is taking those steps, but nothing happens until the mind makes that decision to accept that idea and then move into action. So that same idea and concept applies with health as well. So this is the part where 
um, maybe it's a stretch for some people, but I think many, many people, many of your listeners are going to resonate with this is that uh, let's take muscle tension. That's a really easy one for everyone to relate to. At some point, you probably have had tense shoulders because you're holding in some stress, right? And where does that stress come from? It comes from the mind and uh, basically you're not in harmony with what's going on around you. You're kind of fighting it and something outside of you might seem to be the source or cause of your stress, but really, really it's you and your reaction to that. And so what happens to the body your muscles tighten and if they stay tightened for too long they become hard as a rock and then if you ever go in for a massage they're like oh my gosh you're it's like you have you're tense there your there's a knot yeah, there's a knot there and, and then he's putting it. like the, the elbow there and then he's <laughs> yeah. just go deep and then he's right. like oh please get me out of here. But that's a a really relatable example of what happens. And people, when they experience stress, because there can be good stress that, uh, you know, motivates you, inspires you and gets you into action and and you can channel it that way. But for most people, they kind of succumb to the stress and it can show up in so many different ways. So for some people, it's elevated blood pressure or for some people, it's digestive issues. Um, and, and so much of our foundational health is digestion, right? So if that's not working well, it means that you're not assimilating nutrients in a good way. And if you're not doing that, then, you know, what kind of fuel is your brain getting? So we can start to see the cascade of events that shows up in the body, but it starts with a pattern in the mind first. So if your mind created it, then your mind can, you know, create the solution too. To the problem, basically. To the problem, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to you and actually I'm I'm hearing a doctor behind because like you are, you're verbalizing it in a way that I can relate to my body. I understand what you're saying there, mm-hmm. but what would you say to someone that is saying like, no, 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 you don't understand. No, no, like my boss is an ass. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate his guts. He's stressing me and this is why I'm tense. This is why I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, I need that massage every week because like this guy is an ass and, mm-hmm. and I have no choice. You know, this is, this, is, this is my life. So what do you say to someone like this? Are you using your uh, doctor in practice to help him out or are you using your, your, your coaching skills and that idea of the mind to help him out. Yeah. So really, um, I mean, anytime I do like a show or an interview like this or write an article, I'm never ever giving medical advice. So that should be completely clear, right. For anyone listening, because um, I I'm not there to see what's going on. I'm not there to see how it's showing up for you physically and affecting your uh, biochemistry or physiology. And then I can't tailor the, the actual uh, natural medicines to, to your individual case. So uh, basically that was a disclaimer, right? That was a a disclaimer. disclaimer. It's important because a lot of people will turn to Dr. Google and, you know, they come up with a symptom and then they go to the internet to look for solutions. But what do you mean, Dr. Google? Well, you know how when people are like, oh, I heard it on um, a show or I, I read it online and well, isn't this good for that? But 
There... Are people really like believing what's happening on the internet? I think people use it as a resource, right? For sure. Mm. Um, but they don't, the article's not going to tell you about your specific case or the, you know, the video or the show that you listen to isn't necessarily going to know. Well, they won't know your personal medical history. So they might not know that you're on certain medications that would conflict with the natural supplements. So it's just very important to see a practitioner that you can work with one-on-one. So I'm yeah, by the way, I didn't, I didn't want to put you on the spot there. That was not the idea, but like no. I was, I was hearing how you were explaining yeah. how challenges can affect the physical aspect, but totally. what you're saying it it's it start with your mind first. First ends with the mind. So this this I would definitely take the uh the the coaching consulting approach for sure. Mm. And um what would I say to that person? Well we we are responsible for our experience. So we have a choice in how we respond or react. So if you don't want to be in a situation where you feel like all these things happening around you are are things that are happening to you, we have a choice in that. So we have a choice in how we think about anything, how we feel, and then ultimately our, our actions that come from, from the thinking and the feeling. So that is a really interesting point. And when I help my clients or anyone really understand that whatever their results are, and it, it can be the result of how you feel, which so we're talking about stress here. So if you're feeling stressed, when you take responsibility for that, everything changes. So this is, the rewards are great. So hang on, hang on here. Cause I know some, some people might be rolling their eyes or, you know, it's not my fault and I can relate. You don't understand. You don't understand. Like <laughs> yeah, my situation yeah. is different. Right. And I was in, I was that person as well. Right. So I can totally relate. Um, they're not giving me the love or attention I need or want or the support that I'm wanting from, you know, whatever the situation. So uh, I can relate, but the moment, so I'm talking personally now, the moment I accepted responsibility for my results, expect, uh, accepted responsibility for how I feel about a situation that was the key to my freedom because when you accept responsibility for that, then you you can do something about it because you're the ultimately you're the cause of your problems, but you're also the cause of all of your solutions, mm. and that power is within every single one of us. It was within me. It's within you. It's within all your listeners, and when we actually own it, Sorry about that, everything yeah, I, changes. Yeah, I just I just missed the last piece what you just said. Can you repeat that? Like when when you are take responsibility of of what's happening, of, then you own it and you can yeah. make a change. Yeah, pretty much. Take responsibility for your response, your your thoughts, your feelings, your actions and your results in your life. Like let's say someone doesn't love their uh, situation at work. You know, it it's a it's a very common thing where okay so they're in a work situation they don't like their coworkers or boss and then they instead of shifting anything within themselves 
and how they respond to stressors or interactions. They just simply remove the outside condition and they just go to a different company. They just switch jobs. If they still have that mental programming that gets triggered whenever, I don't know, anyone gives constructive feedback. I'm just making up an example. They take that part of them with them into any situation, any work situation. So they're likely going to come up against those kinds of themes. But then when that same person shifts their response to potential triggers or stressors, and they can just realize that, oh, well, that person is unloading their baggage, but that's their stuff that they've got to really ultimately work on. Um, and it's not about me, it's actually about them. That person who's undergone that internal shift can then realize, oh, okay, well, in fact, my goodness, I can show some compassion to that person. Maybe I can even send some love. You know, well, what, what, what I'm, yeah, what am I here? What I'm hearing here yeah. is that it's not, it's not about changing jobs that you're going to fix the problem. Like That's often right. we, we staying, we are in a situation and we don't like our bosses. We don't like what's happening. We don't like the conditions, circumstances. So I'm going to change job. And then all of a sudden, like the same pattern is start happening again in the other job. And then you have to start like reflecting. Maybe, you know, you have like a boss, which is an absolute ass. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's not nice. He's not, he's not uh, kind. He doesn't know what he's doing and and you change job and everything changes Mm -hmm. that could happen. But if you see that pattern happening again and again and Mm -hmm. again, what you're saying is the, the solution to that is within it's like, it start with you. It's probably because what you're doing and you have a perception of, whatever your your own work or you've got like to use that term that you use earlier that paradigm those habits which mm-hmm. are creating the condition and circumstances that you're experiencing every day is that is that what i got from what you said yeah totally a lot of people try to change the external conditions so that then they feel better on the inside okay yeah now tell me like tell me what what made you make that shift and sell your business and decided like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do this full time because uh going i mean you were an entrepreneur already but i know that when you do change businesses uh you can experience very very much a lot of fuck-ups a lot of uh downfall and a lot of like pain so why would you why would you go after that which i know that you loved what you were doing already as yeah. a therapeutic mm-hmm. uh, doctor, but it seems that it was more fulfilling uh, to go and to become a consultant and a coach. So that transition time when I knew it was time for me to shift out of my naturopathic clinic and practice to, you know, going full time as a consultant was um, it It was definitely agonizing for me, but only because I I had this intuitive information and I was just questioning it. Like, is this really the right thing? This is crazy. I had trained for years and, you know, I earned that title and I helped so many people and I actually love the work, but what is going on? So I, 
I so definitely... is that the title? That title story was coming back and saying like, yeah. what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Are you a doctor? Um, what would you do something like that? It was, it was, I guess it was just part of my self image, right? Mm. Not that I needed, uh, like, I don't, I don't think, I would say most of my patients didn't call me Dr. Nana. They just, you know. They call you Nana. Nana, yeah. First name oh. basis. Some people did, doc, you know, doctor, whatever. I, I let people call me whatever because it doesn't matter to me, but maybe more to them. So, but it was part of the identity of the the, the work and the, the type of help I was offering, right? And so then when I considered, well, not, uh, it it really shook things up. and And I think probably most of your listeners will relate to that anytime you go through some change it'll shake up your self-image absolutely and probably to the core so um the reason why i had transitioned over was that i just started to work with people and i was able to help them with not only their health but people were coming to me i would say mostly for financial and business success right for those kinds of goals and uh, when you're talking finances, when you're talking business, it impacts every aspect of your life, your health, it impacts your family, it impacts your ability to, let's say, if you want to travel or just be more, do more, have more and give more. So I just found that so liberating. There's just so much freedom in in the, the breadth of like, it just widened my scope of how I could help. And so what I found was as people were shifting their mindset and paradigm everything was improving relationships their health their business their primary goals and so i I just thought well i just want to do this all the time because sometimes people most i would say most of the time if someone has a health concern they just want that specific health thing that certain physical pain to be relieved right and to go away but really, if they're actually someone who is not living their purpose, maybe they've never given themselves the time and space to think about their purpose, or if they know what they really, really want, but they're just too afraid to admit it and go for it, that could cause a lot of internal stress. I mean, not just tense shoulders, but all kinds of things could happen physically. So if that deep, they're either don't know their purpose or not pursuing their purpose is actually contributing to their ill health, then I want to go to that root cause. That's, that's where I want to start. Because one, once we start that, then, then everything shifts. Like that's the idea of, I know you're, you're um, interested in, in the book. So your healthy success, like that's the idea is that when you're living your purpose, it can lead to great health. And when you have great health, you can actually live out your purpose because you have the energy, the physical stamina, the longevity and quality of life so that you can live that out. But also when you, when you know what your purpose is, you're in a much higher vibration, right? You're just feeling better. So you're much more likely to be healthier. Now, I mean, you, you, there's a lot. I mean, it's packed what you just said right now. So I, I don't know if, if you're not understanding right now what she's saying. Just go uh, back and listen to the replay. Yeah, <laughs> so over, over that's the over. first thing. I recommend that. It's yeah, different. that's the first thing you need to do. But as well, you need to reach out and say, you know what? I didn't get that part. So 
Can you help me to understand a little bit better? Sure. But I, because I want you to talk about your book, you just you you did a pre-launch uh, last week. But when when is the official launch? I'd, I'd like to know that too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, yeah, this is this is the beauty about working with an editor. Like you have no control whatsoever. Yeah, there there are a few there are a few pieces. It's okay. It it is it's um it will be done. <laughs> okay. So, but you you wrote a book. Uh, you had a pre-launch last week, and uh-huh. uh, and you're talking exactly about that. But it's not it's not just the physical aspect you're talking about the the emotional aspect and and how your mind is interfering or like it's it's creating everything about yeah. that so talk to the audience a little bit about your book and how they can uh, take it and and they should read it if they have like a health challenge or if they just want to understand how their health operates okay so there's a few ideas here so if someone has a health challenge there's going to be a deeper root cause we we want to start with the mind right uh, if the if the mind created the stress to begin with then it can create the relaxation so i start actually the first half of my book is really exploring the mind and how it works and how paradigms are formed, how they can be changed, how you can uh, discover your purpose and set goals and achieve them. And that I really loaded up in the front end of the book because once we get that as the foundation, then there's the physical body stuff. So remember the body is the instrument of the mind. And so we want our body to be engaged in daily power disciplines. So there are some mental daily power disciplines too, like Uh, gratitude, um, visualization, self-image, but we also want to incorporate physical aspects too. So the, you know, what, what are some of the basics like sleep well, eat well, move well, you know, we get those three basics, eliminate well, right? Those are some basics that you just want in working order. If you think of our body as our car, We're with our vehicle, this beautiful instrument, 24-7. And so people will spend thousands on purchasing cars, maintaining them, insuring them, and all that, fixing them up. But it's incredible. Our, our bodies, these beautiful, miraculous um, temples that we get to live in, we want to treat it with, with great respect and make sure that it's working well and you're taking the proper rest and rejuvenating And so we want to just have some daily power disciplines that we're in, in, in the routine of. And it's, uh, it's really interesting. I find that some people are very physically oriented or very action oriented. And that would be um, the people who are really going hard, pursuing their goals. Those entrepreneurs that, you know, just are they're burning the candle at both ends, staying up late, waking up early, not getting enough sleep in the pursuit of their goal. And if you do that for too long, it's, it, it, you know, sometimes it happens once in a while, you've just got to do what needs to be done. But if you're chronically living that way, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to break and down. You're going to break down, right? Your body's going to break down. And, um, you know, you're, you're knocking, years off of your life either in the actual number of years or the quality 
So that's no good. But then there's the other end of the spectrum where people will um, do all the meditation and inner work and we'll talk about feelings and vibration, but then they're not actually implementing anything, right? So they're doing a ton of inner work um, and wishing for things and thinking positively and wanting all of these beautiful goals to manifest. But no action. But no action. So something that I talk about in the book is, is what I've coined Nana's inner outer way. And it's the fusion of the two. You've got so to- it's- It's about that balance, which needs to be there if you want to receive the fruit of that goal that you're going after. You got it, right? So you you see people who will spin their wheels into action, do, 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 right? Uh, They're making a ton of calls. They're, They're just constantly in action but their results are not necessarily they'll probably get some results because you can't help but not if you're moving into that much action but if they're missing the inner work the setting their vibration and intention and having a good attitude for example or doing you know if they're neglecting feeling grateful for every opportunity and encounter that they have with someone they're missing a very big piece of of the puzzle there and then people who just are doing only that inner work, but none of the action, they're, they're missing a lot of it as well. So when we fuse the two, and it's, it's not necessarily that we're always going to be in perfect balance all the time, but it's about recognizing when we want to bring in more of the other. So if you're that, at that action, go, go, go person all the time, then consider having a meditation practice consider doing gratitude and visualization on a daily basis and those things those daily power disciplines don't actually take that much time so whatever you invest might be 10 minutes might be 30 minutes maybe it's even an hour even if you took a whole hour you have the rest of your day whatever you invest in those practices will will have a huge return on investment huge by far you're going to be so much more productive more focused more efficient more pleasant to be working with so you're going to get more referrals and greater client numbers and greater client results right so it just is exponential um and same thing with the physical daily disciplines right that that 30 minutes hour you might put into your workout is going to give you so much more energy than like a coffee would, right? If you're, if you're doing it right, you want to, you don't want to be depleted. Um, This is for the average person. This is not for the person training for the Olympics, right? This is just for the average person. You just put in that hour a day of daily physical exercise. And it's not just for kids. It's for adults too. It's for all of us. Just some of these basics, if we can get the basics right, then, you know, like I have some friends or colleagues who who are constantly sick many times in a year. And how much downtime is that, right? So for me as an entrepreneur and um, as a mom, like I don't, I can't afford to, to get sick. Sometimes, yeah, it happens, right? But what you want to have happen is you recover quickly, you heal quickly. It's good. It's good for your immune system to be challenged, but you you hit it hard, you hit it fast, you get it done, and then you're you're back and stronger than ever. You don't want to be those people who just are sick or you know have their knee blow out for weeks and weeks or months and months because that's that's not good. We need so, you in top form. <laughs> so this is this is what the book is is talking about, and yeah. uh, you you are create you created 
a formula to have this balance. So working on the inner world, on your inner self, but truly taking daily action with practical things so you can get moving and you can get the results that you are looking for. And it's all about the implementation, whether it's the mental inner disciplines or the outer activity and physical disciplines. Yeah, totally. So uh, So what's the the title of the book again? Your Healthy Success. By Nana Dokura. Yourhealthysuccess.com. Yeah. That's fantastic. Nana, thank you so much for doing this. I'm looking forward to see when the book is getting live and uh, we will definitely let our audience know. Um, so you have no idea when it's getting live, but as people can get access to the book right now, can they buy it already? Yes, they can pre-order it for sure. It's for sale at yourhealthysuccess.com. And I've, I've loaded it up it up with a bunch of bonuses so you get affirmations and a checklist and a tracker planner and master class so uh, it's it's all great stuff so so you yeah. you're gonna have the link which is basically into um the the notes of the podcast so if you want to see a little bit more of nana click on the link go and see and uh, order the book um, it's going to help you to ba- to have a balanced life and take daily action. Nana, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I wish you uh, the best with your book. And we will bring you back to see like uh, how's it going and everything. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mark, for having me. This is so thank much fun. You. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.